the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. Wednesday, June 28th, 2023. I am Seth Liebson. Our phone number is 602-508-0960. David Dahl, my producer, is in his chair, all ready to go. How are you doing today, David? You doing all right? What did I catch you? Eating something? You might have. You never know. How can you eat at a time like this? I am starving today. I could eat about 100 hot dogs right now, easily. Easily. That's a good plan. <laughs> it's a good plan. <laughs> we'll get the video cameras out and prove it to the audience. <laughs> I'm starving. Do we have any hot dogs around here? Uh, only the kind that you buy at the store. Well, Oh, so they're at the store. Yes, they're at the store waiting for you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the story has been out for a few days, but I can't get it out of my head. And it hasn't received the attention it deserves, the attention it demands. Over the weekend, through downtown New York City, a large pride drag march took place, and the marchers were dancing and gyrating and chanting, quote, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children, close quote. Some conservatives have taken to social media to point it out and denounce it, as if pointing it out doesn't denounce it itself. But then, get this, NBC News comes to to the defense of it all in a story yesterday. First, the story is under a category I just noticed over at NBC. I'm guessing it's new. It's called NBC Out and Proud. So they have a whole portal of news coverage dedicated to the pride of this whole movement, I guess. Then the story, here's the headline, quote, We're coming for your children chant at NYC drag march elicits outrage. But activists say it's taken out of context. Organizers say the NYC drag march is meant to be lighthearted and to poke fun at anti-LGBTQ sentiment, close quote. Has anyone ever thought the use and taunt of children for something most fine concerning to be lighthearted? Has anyone ever thought a good strategy or any strategy of poking fun at an argument is to actually double down on the guilt of the accusation and then shout and chant it? Finally, take the whitewashing and defense of the chant from NBC on its face at its most obvious. As attorney Rogan O'Hanley put it, quote, imagine being so oppressed that when you literally chant, we're coming for your children, the biggest media companies in the world protect you, close quote. Yes, this issue of oppression has been drained of its meaning just as the word racism and the word fascism has. Just because you allege it doesn't make it true. And these once important words are thrown around so indiscriminately they've lost their meaning, their impact, their poignancy, their toxicity, and frankly, their veracity. Who's oppressing anyone here? The debate is about whether children who aren't old enough to get tattoos legally can change their sex legally and whether parents have rights to prevent that, or whether the state can intervene and interpose itself between the parents and their children to make these life-altering decisions before the age of majority. 
we say they are coming for our children. We're told we're exaggerating and fear-mongering, and they broadcast they are doing just that in a cherivery of a burlesque show mendaciously calling itself a civil rights march. Let's take a step back on this campaign for our children, theirs and ours. And in this campaign, let's give our opponents the respect of actually taking seriously and believing what they are telling us, what they are screaming at us. Teach your children well. You can get that instruction from Crosby, Stills, and Nash as you can get it from King Solomon. Plato in his Republic puts it this way, shall we just carelessly allow children to hear any casual tales which may be devised by casual persons and to receive into their minds ideas for the most part the very opposite of those which we should wish them to have when they are grown up? We cannot. Anything received into the mind at that age is likely to become indelible and unalterable. And therefore, it is most important that the tales which the young first hear should be models of virtuous thought. Then will our youth, Plato says, dwell in a land of health, amid fair sights and sounds, and receive the good in everything, and beauty, the effluence of fair works, shall flow into the eye and ear, like a health-giving breeze from a purer region, and indelibly draw the soul from the earliest years into likeness and sympathy with the beauty of reason. There's no nobler training than that, he concludes. Now, when you think about that noble training, I think it's worth pointing out that we actually need to be taught that ourselves. I think I know why we need to be instructed in this, and it goes back to something Roger Scruton once wrote. He wrote, All the best things we have, when abused, will cause bad things to happen. You can plant into a child good as much as you can plant into a child bad. You can implant the beauty of reason, and you can implant the ugliness of bad passion. Our opponents know that. We should, too. Famously, when the beat poet Allen Ginsberg visited the conservative magazine editor Norman Podhortz, trying to convert Podhortz to his leftist countercultural point of view, and Norman was having none of it, Allen walked out of his apartment and said, we'll get you through your children. Somehow I think the left understands all this better than we do. Take the magazine Teen Vogue. Spoken about this before. It says its main audience is preteen girls. That would be 10, 11, and 12-year-old girls. If you go to its website, you will find article after article praising communism. I don't mean ideas one could call communism. I literally mean communism. They make no bones about it. Who is Karl Marx is the title of one story. And aside from its praise of Marx and communism, it interviews two teachers on how they teach communism in their classroom, presumably so parents or other teachers might do the same. You get all kinds of lessons from these teachers, including how violence is what gave birth to capitalism. The last paragraph in one of these articles is this, quote, While you may not necessarily identify as a Marxist, socialist, or communist, you can still use Karl Marx's ideas to use history and class struggles to better understand how the current sociopolitical climate in America came to be, close quote. In other words, if the name Marx or the word communist is too hard to swallow, just use the ideas. How do you think it would work if I said, you know, if the word Nazi is too hard, just use Nazi ideas? Well, we don't have to think that way. 
We've spent a lot of time detailing how much our schools, museums, laws, and other institutions engage in the qualitative dividing of people by race and ethnicity. You might just say that's the first step to making ideas become, say it with me, in vogue. It's not a one-off column at Teen Vogue, by the way. They have articles praising Vladimir Lenin. They have articles arguing for the abolition of police. And now in case you thought Teen Vogue was alone, it's not. There's something that reaches even more children, the Cartoon Network. And they've partnered with the National Black Justice Coalition to help instruct children not on matters of race per se, but on their own gender. Cartoon Network. I was going to say sexuality, which would be bad enough, but they go further. Gender. In fact, there's a tweet from the Cartoon Network, by the way, nearly one and a half million Twitter followers, and here it is, quote, here's to not only normalizing gender pronouns, but respecting them too. Whether you use he, she, them, or something else, we acknowledge and love you, close quote. Cartoon Network. By the way, that's for an audience a bit younger than preteens, don't you think? Cartoons are for children half the age of a preteen. And by the way, in case you wanted to forgive the Cartoon Network for partnering with an anodyne-sounding organization like the National Black Justice Coalition, you should know it's an organization devoted to and dedicated to, as they tell us, serving primarily lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people. And by the way, the Cartoon Network tweets links to something called the Gender Justice Toolkit. Gender Justice. Ironically enough, if you go to that publication, the Toolkit, it opens up with an encouraging quote from Malcolm X. Now, Malcolm X was many things. A supporter of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender lifestyles was hardly one of them. Indeed, the Nation of Islam is identified by nearly every left-wing civil rights watchdog group, from the Anti-Defamation League to the Southern Poverty Law Center, as one of the most anti-LGBTQ organizations in the country. But the irony and misdirection from the Gender Justice Toolkit the Cartoon Network links to is not the essence of the problem. The essence of the problem is that we are instructing our youth in moral education quite the opposite of dwelling in a land of health, fair sights and sounds, teaching good, beauty, fair works. That's the essence of the problem. I'm not getting into the whole gender dysphoria issue. I'm saying I'm of the belief preteens and younger are too young to be exposed to these issues. Unless, of course, you want to encourage their thinking, just as exposing them to articles promoting the virtues and beneficence of Marxism at a young age is meant to encourage their thinking and train them up in the way that they, the left, thinks they should go. Neil Postman, in his book The Disappearance of Childhood, writes the following, quote, To have to stand and wait is the charm, malleability, innocence, and curiosity of children are degraded and then transmogrified into the lesser features of future adulthood is painful. It's embarrassing, and above all else, it's sad. But I have consoled myself with this thought. If one cannot say anything about how we may prevent a social disaster, perhaps one may also serve by trying to understand why it is occurring. Children, he continued, are a force preserving childhood. Not a political force, but a kind of moral force. Children, it would seem, not only know there is a value in being different from adults, but care that, is, that distinctions be made. They know perhaps better than adults that something terribly important is lost if that distinction is blurred. American culture, Postman concludes, is hostile to the idea of childhood. 
but it is a comforting, even exhilarating thought to believe that children are not hostile to the idea of childhood. He wrote this, as I say, in a book called The Disappearance of Childhood. Why the disappearance? Because children are being used as a political force. I'm Seth Leibson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Are you just trying to be mean to me and playing songs with references to food? A lobster <laughs> tank. You had this beautiful piece of cookery that you made earlier. What'd you make for lunch? It was a great, great dish. Well, I did you Instagram it? Did you put the recipe on Instagram? No, this and is... are you on Twitter? And have you watched Jaws? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. One, two, or three. Let's start with the kitchen. All right. So I had this great. Um, pasta dish and no i did not put it on my instagram because i i experimented with it and i wasn't sure it was going to be a success but it turned out all right in fact it smelled I really delicious like it. um it smelled delicious it was uh from a uh, a chef in new york and i'm blanking on his name right now it's frank something and uh he had this uh recipe uh for pasta limone yeah and uh it's involving uh round cut spaghetti and you put that in a little bit of water. You don't want a lot of water to be in the pasta, but just a little bit. Mm-hmm. It swells up because you want very little water left over in that pan. To mm-hmm. that, you add the juice of four halves of lemons, oh, so two whole Sorry. lemons. Then you zest the lemon. Okay. Then you throw that on there and wrap it around, and you want to agitate it to get some of the, the zest into the pasta. And then you put a whole can of Parmesan cheese in there, eight okay. ounces of Parmesan cheese. That's what cheese. I smelled. It Stop. Enough. We're only halfway through the rest. I can't. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> have you watched Jaws? I have listeners in Ohio. In Ohio, who emailed me saying they plan to watch Jaws a night ago because of our discussion. If they can watch it all the way from Ohio, why can't you watch it from the distance of how far apart are we? <laughs> I don't know. Ten yards. Five yards. Five yards, probably right. Oh, I thought you were going to say how far we removed from Ohio. No, from you and from me. They can do it. And what was my last question? Are you on Twitter yet? Uh, yeah, I'm working on that one, actually. Good. Yeah. And mm-hmm. can you upload cooking videos onto Twitter? I haven't quite There will be a way to do it. That yet, yeah. But we'll figure it out. We I will. have to get you know a profile picture. I have to uh, juice up my description. I want you in a hat. A nice... I want you in a hat, okay. like the Swedish chef or something from the, the Muppet Swedish Show. Chef. Yeah. Well, uh, you got the, you got yeah, you've got the look. Yeah, you look yeah. Are you? Is your family sh- Swedish? Absolutely not. None they, of it. No. Where's Dahl from? Well, most of it is uh, British, British English. And but what is your poli- and, what, and what's your political p- D A H L like the writer Roald? like Roald Dahl? Uh-huh. Yeah, so that would be uh, it's Dutch. Uh huh. Um, and they emigrated to England long mm-hmm. ago. Swedish chef, Dutch chef. It, look, it's oh, going to be. Yeah, yeah. What's your pin today? I've got a I've got a Stevenson pin on. Adelaide. Yeah, Adelaide for president or something else. All the way with Adelaide. Yeah. yeah. Well, it doesn't say. I'm assuming it's for his presidency. Yeah, probably yeah, the presidency. 1956. 56 or 52? Yeah. yeah, either one. They tried him twice. Who were his running mates? Do you remember? Well, the first one was a Southern senator. Estes Kefauver, if I'm Sparkman. not mistaken. And the second one was a Southern senator by the name of Estes Kefauver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kefauver committee. Now that is a fun moment in history. I learned a lot about that growing up in Nevada. Yeah, I bet you over did. And, uh, yeah. It looked into all the Vegas stuff, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a big history back there. Anyway, Biden unveiled his campaign theme today. He's going to run on guess what, folks? The economy, the economy. 
Bidenconomics, he's calling it, right? Biden, Bidenomics, Bidenconomics. It's the economy, stupid. That's what he's going to – yeah, but I don't think the people are that stupid. I don't think it's going to work. It's an odd locution. It's, it's an odd locution. It reminds you of Reaganomics, which was a criticism of Ronald Reagan. It wasn't, um, it wasn't a praise of Ronald Reagan. The Democrats charged Reagan and, and said when their economy was, was, was recessionary, they, they called it the effect of Reaganomics. <laughs> well, the infla- he's bragging. I saw it in his speech today, his brag about inflation. He said inflation is half of what it was a year ago, he's brought inflation down by over 50%. That's what he said. What the truth is, is it was yet 50, another 50% higher on his watch. When he, when, he, when he came into office, inflation was about 1.5%, nil. There was no inflation when he came into office. Of course, he engages in these crazy spending plans, and he jacks it up to about 7%. 7%. And it's now down to a little bit about, you know, just a little bit around 4%. He's taken the thermometer. <laughs> he took the thermometer from a cool 70 degrees, jacked it up to 80 or 85, and is trying to convince us how much cooler he's made the climate in our rooms by bringing it down to 79. I can't imagine that it is going to be a good idea for him to run on this issue. He will talk about some of his economic plans, like the CHIPS Act. Who feels the effects of that? I think people feel the effects of not being able to get the goods they want. I think people feel the effects of the prices of milk and eggs and meat. I think people feel the effects of the shortages. I think people feel the effects of the gas prices. And I don't think they're going to start feeling the effects for a very long time, if they ever do, of the semiconductor prices he's affected through the CHIPS Act. I just can't think this is going to be a winning formula. Meanwhile, you know what he ought to do? He ought to put his vice president out there to try and sell this thing. Yeah, that's that would be about as smart a move as calling his economy Biden economics. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. John Dombrowski is the president and founder of Grand Canyon Planning Associates. GrandCanyonPlanning.com is his website. Great place to go to reach out to him. He's also a radio host, has his own show here every Saturday morning at 7 a.m., The Word on Wealth. John, how are you today, sir? Fantastic. Seth, how about yourself? I'm fine. I'm hungry. Were you following up Ooh, with heard, David's yeah. recipes? I said, I, I told him it sounds terrible. Yeah, you did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it's you, awful. You getting ready for the holiday? Awful good. Um, I am. But you know what? what? Uh, I mean, Italian, I mean... I mean, my, my grandmother's from Italy, yeah. you know, and, and, and a few people here in the office, full Italians, you know. Yeah. We get some good Italian food. I love it. I That's my do, favorite. But we're getting ready for hot dogs in a few days. Yeah, you know, I know. Come over You're to my right. house for hot dogs? I, I get the best in the world. They're from Shriners over on 7th Street. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, that, they they come be, on a string, you know, John, a string. I, I do like the boar's head, which come on a string, too, and the sabrettes are good, too, from New York. 
You know your say. hot dogs. You know what you're always good at? You're always good at helping us out on Fraud Issues. You wanted to talk to us about the Inform Act. A lot of people hear me oh my know gosh. about it. Yeah? Yeah. Did you did you read through this article? I did. It's interesting, oh. huh? It is really. So you've got the bill coming after retailers, in, in this case, of course, um, uh, being just bled because of theft. Right. Uh, and what they're saying here is is the groups, the, the Congress is blaming online marketplaces yes. such as eBay and Amazon for what they call the surge in retail theft. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure Amazon <laughs> is out there. Yeah, go and go steal from yeah. all the stores right. and put your merchandise on it. <laughs> right. It's our fault. Right. I mean, seriously. Yeah, right. <laughs> People are I couldn't believe this when I read it. warehouses, John. <laughs> I could not believe this when I, I read it. I know. Ebay too, um, I think, yeah. Ebay too, yeah. Uh, and so, of course, and now they're mandating that eBay and Amazon understand and know their clientele. In other words, who's selling on their their right. sites? Which right. which I believe they probably did anyway. Of but course they they're did. putting more regulatory, uh, you know, restrictions on that, and they're going to have to do more reporting on it. Which is fine. I think that's great. That is a way. At least to track down maybe stolen property that could be being sold on these sites. Sure, However, it's going to make it more expensive for you and I because of the compliance costs. Well, it absolutely is. Which you know what? It'll also make it more expensive for us because hopefully it may slow down some theft out there. Yeah. But I don't know if that's going to be the case. Yeah. Uh, but I would say is that maybe we should focus on the actual crime itself. Yeah, maybe. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is being perpetrated uh, upon all of these major cities. And, yeah. and of course, San Francisco is the hub of it in New yeah. York. Yeah. San Francisco, New York. So Chicago. unbelievable. Unbelievable. When I, I had to flag this and send it to you when I, when I read I'm this. I'm glad you did. The other thing I was kind of scratching my head over is Joe Biden is making a campaign <laughs> of his economic plans. He's calling it yeah, Biden Bidenomics. He's yeah, bragging yeah. about bringing down inflation by over mm-hmm. half. This was after he jacked it up. Twice it was four hundred percent up. Yes. Yeah, it was four hundred percent up. Yes. Right from virtually nothing to what peaking at nine yes. percent or something. Yes, I, at least eight. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now we're, we're now we're down in the in, in the, the four, four five range. range yeah. You know, and uh, he that's said that's I brought a, that's it down a, by over fifty percent last year. He does know he was president last year, right? Uh, right. Yeah, right. I, I think right. so. Yeah. <laughs> but he wants to get an attaboy for that. Right. So I don't know about that. Meanwhile, uh, is... I think people know where their earnings are. Their earnings are going down. I think they know costs mm-hmm. are going up. Yeah, don't yep. they? Well, the, the interesting thing about this is, you know, even though, uh, yes, inflation is coming down, and maybe he's also touting this issue about him uh, getting uh, hourly wages up. But, you know, even if someone, I think they said the weekly pay has jumped about $200, yeah. but it buys a, about $100 less than right. what it did. Right. So even though maybe someone's making more, it's not, it hasn't kept it's up a, with yeah, inflation. Yeah, it's something like a $5,600 loss in annual purchasing yeah. power. That's yeah. That's a lot so of money. It's a tremendous amount of money when we're finding that, you know, people are not able to make ends meet in many yeah. cases. And I, I had an article that I read, too, about uh, those who thought how much money they needed to retire. Yeah, we were doing the, that, right. The you know one point three million, and yet the average person in their fifties has about a hundred thousand dollars saved. Is that right? So this is it's so out of uh, whack here uh, when we look at what people have to spend today um, to just have the, the 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 necessities, not even the uh, you know discretionary items that maybe people would like to buy. Okay. Uh, so the one benefit i think of all of this though seth is that the the economy is very resilient even with all of these interest rate hikes yes. and what has happened is is we still have a v- extremely high employment level and a very low unemployment level 
Uh, and that is because so many people have retired is what I believe. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a happenstance because of what occurred uh, a couple of years ago after COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that is a positive for the country. I don't think it had anything to do with the current administration's policies at all. No. It just is a, a, a fact that we lost so many people, uh, you know, to reti- early retirement. Uh, but yet we have uh, so many companies out there that need employees, and they need, in some cases, skilled employees, which they may not be getting. Yeah, so agreed. it's a real challenge. That's where we're still bringing people you know, in from other uh, countries around the world to try to hire qualified people. Yeah, it's a challenge. And you're bringing in Italian food. I'm doing hot dogs, John. I guess it's Boy. German. I was going to say it's American. I guess it's German. Do you like sauerkraut? Yeah. <laughs> I love sauerkraut. Me too. You, I... you, you got you to gotta get us out of here, buddy. Yeah, okay. Securities and Advisory Services Office of Creative One Securities LLC, a member of FINRA, Typical Investment Advisor, Grand Canyon Planning Associates LLC, Creative One Securities LLC, not affiliated. Thanks. We found out how to distract one another. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Speaking of that economy, Bidenomics, that's what we'll call it. It stands for... Uh, Stock market volatility, it stands for fears of a recession, it stands for inflation, it stands for bank failures, it stands for wages going down. What do you think you should invest in then if you're looking to invest? Why Refi has an answer and it's in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return and it's not correlated to the stock market or the Federal Reserve. It's a portfolio where you can turn your monthly income on or off. You can compound it, whatever you like, with no loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. There are no fees in this secure, collateralized portfolio from Y-Refi. They're headquartered here locally. You can meet with them. They encourage it. Stop by their offices. They're right on the 101 in Scottsdale Road. I've been there. You won't get a sales pitch. You won't be asked to sign a thing. And when you meet with the team at Y-Refi, you'll see why I... Trust and like them so much, and you can too. Why Refi is a due diligence approved firm where you can earn up to a 10.25% rate of return. That's right, a 10.25% fixed rate of return. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com, or give them a call at 888-YREFI34. Don is in Phoenix. Hello, Don. Hello, Seth. How are you? How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm hungry, but I'm fine. <laughs> well, I just had lunch, so sorry to... What did you have for lunch? Just like, yeah, let's just take me down. What'd you have? Well, unfortunately, I was at the gas station and got uh, brisket, barbecue brisket. Oh, my gosh. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> One of the best barbecue joints is at, a, is, as, is at a car wash up in North Scottsdale, by the way, if you like that sort of thing. Yeah. I want to add some uh, TGI Fridays, sour cream, uh-huh. uh, potato skins. Yeah. I haven't had those in a long time. Yeah, you're hurting me, man. <laughs> you're hurting me. All right. What, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> what, what, what's bothering you brain-wise? Well, uh, I heard on the news break about Katie Hobbs' executive order. Yeah. With, uh, they said it was for, um, to provide insurance for medically necessary transgender surgeries. Yes. For transgender people yes and my complaint is that trans uh sex change should be uh elective surgery when did that become well what's interesting yeah well she's turning a mandate she's creating a mandate here it's a little bit worse than even you're saying it this is a mandate for that 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 
employees of the state, in other words, government employees' health care plans, have to cover this uh, surgery. That's what it is. It's a mandate that health insurance uh, coverage has to pay for employees who want to do this. Now, you would almost think that something so broad as that would be would would have to be a law passed by the legislature. You would think it an odd thing that the governor with the stroke of a pen can dictate what health companies have to pay for and not. I'm assuming this will be litigated, but here's the real here's the real trick. Um, what what's the word I want to want to use here? The 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 real sleight of hand she uses. She said in her statement yesterday, quote, our LGBTQ plus community should never have to face hate and discrimination, and I will do everything in my power to fight for full equality. Now, what about making these surgeries free has anything to do with hate and discrimination? I, I don't I don't understand this one bit except for the political purpose of anyone who opposes it is now going to be accused of hate being hateful and discriminatory. That's that's how they do this. That's how they warp this language around us, Don. That's wrap it around yeah. us. They, they warp it and they wrap it around us. So if you think it may not be the governor's authority to mandate health insurance companies pay for free surgeries on this issue or any other for that matter – Think about what that means. The governor can just dictate what health insurance companies now have to cover. And you would think that should be, something like this should have to be go, should have to go through legislation. You would think health insurance companies would resist it in any event, whether it's going through the legislature or going through an executive fiat by the governor. But the idea that this is going to replace hate and discrimination, or the idea that to be opposed to this is hateful and discriminatory. This is not what the debate is about, Don. This is this is this is not really it's a it's a it's a very, very odd thing for a governor to do. And if you had any illusions about, you know, the moderacy of Katie Hobbs or today's Democratic Party, even Arizona's Democratic Party, it long ago left the left left the building. Yeah, sure. And that's that's the same sleight of hand they use uh the media uses when like uh, Bud Light and Target, all these corporations slap us in the face, and then we're because we're not buying their products, we're we're part of a hate campaign. Yes, you know it's like you have to buy their products, otherwise you're a bigot. Yes, and and we just we're supposed to be able to uh, choose our own. Yeah, you know our own products, what we would like. They're to they're consume. pushing very hard on this, and and it's it's I don't think it's gonna. It's going to end well. You combine it with what I was talking about in the monologue I did earlier today or with what you saw at the White House Pride event a, a few weekends back. This this is a movement that um, I think it frankly frightens a lot of people. And I that happened to th- I got into this debate. You're right. It should. That's well put. And I, <laughs> I got into this discussion, not debate, but discussion with a friend of mine the other day about you know, Republicans and social conservatism. And there's this always perennial debate whether Republicans should be involved in in social causes or social issues. Uh, I I stand firmly in the camp of, yes, we were born of a social cause and social issue, namely slavery. And I have to tell you, I, I think that there's a lot of independents who are looking at this stuff and saying, wait a minute, 
hold on. And I think a lot of independents are going to look for a champion in a Republican candidate that does speak for this. You know, part of the magic of of Donald Trump in 2016 was his ability to speak to things that a lot of people were thinking but were afraid to say and talk about. I, you know, I think the Republican Party is ripe for more candidates who are willing to say and talk about this stuff that a lot of people are thinking but won't don't want to speak about because they'll be accused of being hateful and discriminatory. What do you think? Yeah, we sure need that. I mean, it's my it's my guess. It's my proposition. I, I, I think a lot of parents, I mean, you look at the resistance a lot of parents have shown to what they're doing to kids in the schools, and I think it's much the same thing. But this comes on the heels of what Katie Hobbs did last week, which was yanking the authority from the county attorneys to prosecute a certain category of crimes. In this case, it was abortion. Again, where is the limiting, where is the limiting principle or authority here? If she can yank the authority of county attorneys to prosecute one kind of crime, why not any other kind of crime they don't like? And if she can force insurance companies to pay for one procedure without the uh, uh, without statutory authority, what else can she force them to do? I mean, you know, but of course we're the tyrants. Thanks, Don. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Wonderful lyrics there. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Sonia is in Goodyear. Hello, Sonia. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. I, I, I find that really crazy that she is considering, uh, you know, cosmetic surgery medically necessary. Yeah. So where will she draw the line? So she's got some older, wrinkled employees <laughs> who are very, very distraught at their facial wrinkles, and that's medically necessary then before they're... Any, you know, any, claim, yeah, any, any claim, yeah, any claim for psychological need. I have a yeah. huge nose. Right. It, it needs oh, to go. Yeah. I mean, come on, where does she go? Right, right. And you will be hate, hateful and discriminatory. Ageist, perhaps. Ageist, it's if so, you oppose it, that it, it, sort it, of thing. It's so stupid. It has nothing to do with discrimination. I, I hope people are, I, I hope every moderate person who voted for Katie Hobbs understands that her version of moderacy is nowhere to be found in any political dictionary or, for that matter, English Not dictionary. Not at all. I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah don't, you wonder, don't you wonder that some of these people who come out with these crazy things on the left, if, if they're being dictated to by some uh, committee or some, uh, you know, somebody, some, you know, I, I don't think Joe Biden's coming up with anything he's, you know. He's you doing know, his best to, to keep Ukraine, Iraq, and Afghanistan straight. I mean, he's he's yeah, got. He, let's, that, yeah, yeah, let's not trouble him with 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 these questions. No, no, this is all committee. But you know, this is all left committee yes. behind the scenes that, that is dictating what what he's doing. But I wonder if that's not the case around the country. Yeah. Is well, somebody- yes. I mean, of course, this is around the country. Look at what the marches are doing. They're about the children. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's 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 well, a very I, you know, odd time, under- Sonia. I mean, I understand that we're here. We're queer. They're trying to to really poke the eye of the anti-LGBTQ people, which I get because they have... Who's anti-LGBTQ? Let's start with that. Who's against it? Well, I, you know, I don't even know. But, but they, I don't either. They, I don't either. Live your life. Leave our children alone. Live your life. Leave our children alone. That's all I and want. Anybody, anybody should be outraged at that, not of just course. You know, anybody who's against any of this. I mean, I, if, if Republicans are coming for my children, I'm going to object. If of Democrats course, 
Of course. Everyone should love Jack for, for that stupid sentiment, for, for, for anything. Of course. So, that's you what know, the I battle's mean, about. Of course that's what the yeah, battle's well, about. But the irrigation of power and the ability to dictate like this, I mean, it's yes, of course yeah. you're right, Sonia, that it's an, it's an effort to satisfy a certain pressure group and to push, to push us into some kind of reaction. What's the worst we're going to do? We'll sue? I hope we sue. Thank you, Sonia. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.